Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Hey, Pastor Roe here, and I'm so excited you are tuning in. And we have something special for our church community and for our uh church online friends and family we have our love is our logo after party what we did is that we gathered our preachers team together and we discussed how this message series i know we said it was concluded last week but we got something special for you and i want to be honest it was so amazing the conversations that we had with our preachers team that it extended for a about an hour and a half <laughs> and so what we've done is that we've broken it in two parts and let me tell you it's going to bless your life so we have part one that's going to be airing here in our live and part two will be airing next week so we have at least this week and next week of love is our logo after party and it begins right now welcome back and it is a surprise I know last week we said that we were closing our series, but this week is Love Is Our Logo After Party, and I brought a few friends with me, (laughs) and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be discussing how this series, the last eight weeks, has really transformed our lives, and and, uh, I think we're all going to be sharing some of the conversations. We're going to be talking about some of the uh, messages that that impacted us the most, maybe going through week one through week eight, and uh, we have a lovely host. Um, she is known as Pastora Lisa. So, baby, <laughs> take it away. Help me welcome the beautiful, the gorgeous Lisa. Yo le bendiga. Hey, welcome everyone. <laughs> I am super excited uh, for for uh, Love is Our Logo after party. Yeah. Uh, we're about to unpack eight weeks of amazing word. Um, it was just life transforming. I, I took a listen to all the other, um, well, all watching? eight sermons. Yes. <laughs> I was binge we got cool watching. Outflakes. I got to be honest. I got to be honest. I was looking at Lisa binge watching. I was like, you look cute. <laughs> You look cute looking at me. I like that. And I'm there like, yes, amen, amen. <laughs> you were amening louder than Roe amens himself? Oh, yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm really excited for for today. And so just to continue, I want you guys to introduce yourself to, to yourselves to those who don't know you. And uh, just give two minutes, little bio. Oh, hi. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I'm May. Um, that's my short nickname that everybody calls me it's just easier that way yeah. and um i've been here at kuhau leader at kuhau for whew, since pre-kuhau since pre-kuhau since pre-kuhau um so i am honored and privileged to even be up here and just um kind of share with you guys how this message has impacted me um married three children yeah. love them all equally we just had this conversation the other day in my house <laughs> about favoritism <laughs> Um, I just want my kids to know that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty simple. Uh, my name is Ruben. I am Pastor Rose's better looking brother. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
I'm the associate pastor here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship, just in case you were wondering what is a kuhau. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm the associate pastor here. No kids, no wife. So, no. Uh, <laughs> and we're so, going to keep it like that. Pass the road. Lisa, ha- Lisa has said, I'm not allowed to date uh, until when? Until I get it together. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm an associate pastor here. I just uh, graduated recently uh, majoring in psychology, and I plan to go back for my master's. And that is me in a nutshell until I get some kids and a wife and yeah. other, what else? A house. A house. <laughs> I still live with my mom. Uh, pastor Rowe, take it away. You guys, many of you guys already know me. serve as the lead pastor here and um, married to this beautiful woman. And uh, we have four children all together, a little bit of a Brady Bunch family, two uh, young men and, uh, well, three total young men and uh, one little Young, beautiful princess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, so we're just going to have a little fun. Okay. All right. I a know just a little bit, just a little bit, because I know we have a lot of unpacking to do. Yes. So I want to ask you guys, and I'm going to start with you, May. Uh-huh. Name one pet peeve of Ooh, yours. Love <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to use that one question for all, of, all three of you. Just one? Just one. <laughs> Speaking of love is our logo. Um, Are we social distanced? Pet pet peeve. Um, All right. Toothpaste. Uh Uh I cannot stand the smell of toothpaste at all. And I hate it even more when my kids think they brush their teeth and then they drop like the whole blob in my sink. And then I have to clean it. That's disgusting to me. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. That, that is <laughs> a little nasty. Yeah. Oh, what is my Ruben, pet peeve? I always just one. This is hard because I just don't have memory good. <laughs> um, the one that comes to mind is when someone asks you for advice. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But really, they just want you to listen. That's a disclaimer, you know? guys. Bro, That's a disclaimer. That. I literally was just thinking that. And, it, and I was going to say, my pet peeve is when someone asks me for advice and doesn't let me talk. We're, That's it. we're twins. That's, <laughs> That's my biggest pet peeve. Hey, I have a, I have a problem I wanted to help you with. You know, I'm having trouble with some toothpaste. What do so, you think I should you know? You know I think actually, you know what? I'm just going to just stop buying toothpaste. That's what I'm going to do. But you know what I think? No, nah, because mouthwash is so much better. <laughs> That is my pet peeve. <laughs> Ask me for advice. And, oh, okay. Uh, We're having wait, too much fun here. What's your pet peeve, Lisa? My answer is just like me. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> um, a simple one would be the sponge. Uh, I have a sponge yeah. for the dishes and a sponge for the counter. I can attest to that. <laughs> I can attest. The other so day I was I. using the restroom. She comes in, knocks on the door. I'm like, I'm using the restroom. You have to knock. She doesn't knock. She opens the door. I'm like, this is why we need this bolted. She opens the door and she goes, did you use this sponge for the dishes? I said, no, I've been married to you for nine years. I know that that sponge is for the counter and not the dishes true story just <laughs> just the other day true, just true the other story. day love it <laughs> so back to love is our logo yes <laughs> nice yes. um it was quite a journey 
It, it was quite a journey. Yeah. And um, I thought you were still talking about the sponge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm over okay, that. Love is our logo. Love is our logo. God has healed me over. <laughs> I'm free. Um, so in this journey, I know that there was some technical difficulties. There were <laughs> there were some things that just went wrong and um, just didn't go your way. What what was that like? just the journey within these eight weeks of you yeah. preaching love is our logo. And, and I know within these eight weeks of preaching love is our logo, uh, you've had to also practice what you've preached. Yeah. And so, and I know it was a yeah. little bit challenging, but we'll get back into that a little yeah. later. But if you can talk about the journey and this is, okay. yeah. we'll start with you, Ro, I guess, or anybody. Uh, well, I mean, for me, it was having the expectation of professionalism when we're not dealing with professionals. Right. <laughs> so it, that I think was also me practicing what I preach. And so the media team had to become professionals overnight. And so there's this expectation of, you know, why isn't this this way? Why isn't this happening? And I think it, I can sum, the, sum up this whole experience from a technical difficulty standpoint mm -hmm. that there actually is an entire message that was preached <laughs> that has not been aired because of technical difficulty. And so I don't know if you want to share that story, but we recorded an entire message. Not to put you on some the spot. Of that, some of that, I feel like, this was... I don't know. I feel like God was involved. God was on my side. <laughs> <laughs> so the, an uh, entire message yeah. preached, and you get the phone call that the audio didn't come at through. It's only 90. the video. And so we had to literally re-preach that entire message and re-record that entire message. And, uh, I mean, you could talk about the sleepless nights. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, it literally was a journey. I mean... I think we found out from one day to the next that we weren't going to be able to meet our gather and we were going to have to figure out live stream. Mm -hmm. um, all the years in college of cramming prepared me to <laughs> become an overnight. I just got ordained as associate pastor. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm associate pastor of media and live streaming. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was quite a journey. Just me and Dyron. Kudos to Dyron, who, who was literally Dyron. Uh, by my side um, on everything and really teaching me most of it until I could catch up. Um, and then we were just sharing the load. But yeah, it was it was numerous um, hours spent just learning, oh, that's not how you do that. Like, that's yeah, yeah. not the right way. Literally just the other week, I'm posting as I'm editing a service. I'm thinking like I'm an Adobe Pro Pro. Um, <laughs> I'm an expert. I could add this to my resume, creative pastor. You know, like I'm thinking yeah. I could do this. And I'm like, oh, don't you guys? <laughs> We're not talking about those, all right? We're talking about the crashes. I'm literally like, so this is still a journey because I'm literally posting on social media. Like, don't you hate when you have to wait for something to render and you can't? And my friend who is um, uh, good at this stuff comments, nah, bro, you can work on multiple stuff at the same time. You just got to do this and this. And we're in our eighth week of Love is Our Logo. You know how many hours? So, yeah, it was a ton, a ton journey, a ton journey. It's even <laughs> messing up my speech. Um, I that night, though, wasn't even the worst one. Um, to me, the hardest one was we had the best production day. Our recording went well. Yeah, yes. everything was yes. smooth. We were high fiving each other. If I it remember. was a movie, we'd be in slow motion. <laughs> we are the champions, you know, and then me and Darren have to edit this thing. 
and it's like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Um, and some of that is just, that's the nature of the beast. That's just, you know, it just takes that much processing. But halfway through that, Adobe just starts stuttering. Wow. And then it crashes. And then when we upload it, everything is, when we reopen it, everything is gone. Um, I, yeah, I, I didn't think I could get to a place where I could start exercising demons out of a computer, but that's, <laughs> I promise you, it's three o'clock in the morning, I'm low on sleep, I'm just like, this is possessed, the devil doesn't want us to win today. I call Ro at like seven o'clock in the morning saying, because what you don't know, like Pastor Ro has not only been, maybe some of you do know, but he's not just been preaching, which I think this is a time to give you that honor for eight weeks he's also been mixing and mastering all of our audio this audio that you're hearing right now he's actually going to have edited by the time you get uh my my voice does not is not this beautiful naturally <laughs> uh, despite what you might think um so he's he's in charge of the editing he's actually done some of the camera work so he's the also the guy which is a nightmare when the guy you have to call at seven o'clock in the morning for the audio is also your pastor <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm calling him at seven o'clock in the morning. Like we need you to resend the audio and all of that. So yeah, it's just been crazy. Um, but yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, knowing the mission and I, I remember one time Dyron and I being frustrated, um, looking at each other, like, you know, and then just saying like, we know why we're doing this. Right. We yeah. know. Right. And that same Sunday seeing it and seeing the responses and seeing people draw closer to God and people who know God, like being so impacted by yeah. your message is like. Yeah, that's I'll I'll give up all my days of sleep if someone encounters Jesus because of it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You mentioned. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Did you want to say something? I just wanted to say that. Um, kudos to you guys. Sometimes I can't even get slack to work. <laughs> <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> and I get frustrated I with get that. that. And then point. I also want to rebuke the. Yeah, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, Ruben, you mentioned that Pastor Orlando has been past, uh, sorry, has been preaching for 12 straight weeks, you know, wow. which is, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a marathon for me. It, it is. <laughs> I don't think I've done 12 weeks straight. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Which means when we're back in the school. He's probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's taking a sabbatical. Me and you. We're doing worship mornings. Don't worry. Um, I wanted to ask you, how has it been for you overcoming, you know, with the social distancing, yeah. having to um, speak into a camera? How has that wow. been for you for these yeah. 12 weeks? I know how it's been for me doing the prayer nights with with Dyron. You know, um, I'm not used to seeing myself on camera and I am myself wherever I go. Yeah. And so when I see certain things, it's like, oh, OK, <laughs> uh, but how has it been for you just? overcoming that or has it been a natural thing for you um because you know you're naturally amazing well thank you oh, you're welcome um you know <laughs> i i don't want to give like i don't want this to sound like the super spiritual answer i think that there was a lot of things that we did practically to adjust mm -hmm. um and so for me you know uh speaking to a live audience and then going to speaking to yeah. a camera uh directly because even most churches that have done done live stream, they're doing them, um, essentially recording their service and broadcasting them live stream. And for us, we had not done live stream. Right. And so we had to adjust right. to in the matter of, I mean, a, in a matter of a day, a week, we had to adjust to go live stream. And I have to say, like, it's been an adjustment to speaking into a camera but i i know that 
um, I was anchored in this, that if this is happening, God will equip me to, to do this, you know, and week after week, Ruben, you know, part of uh, our, our preaching team is right here. We we're the preachers of the church. And um, I think that the Lord would have it this way, because I think that everyone that needed to hear this message, love is our logo. Amen. And and it's something that God has placed in my heart. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that he wanted me to share every message, yeah. every mm -hmm. single message from this. I mean, originally we had different people scheduled to preach in this series okay. and it shifted, but it was an adjustment for me. Like, you know, um, I'm used to preaching. Go ahead, preacher. Take your time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm used to that. You we know, we do have an amazing talk back church. We so. do. And so shout outs to y'all, you know. <laughs> But um, I'm accustomed to that. I'm accustomed yeah. to the energy in the room. I'm accustomed to um, being live and experiencing the presence of people. And now you're in a room with techs. Mm -hmm. You're in the room with technical people. Yeah. And the technical people are not going to shout hallelujah and amen. <laughs> no. And kudos to Ruben because sometimes he'll, to he'll throw me that courtesy hallelujah. And be like, <laughs> let, me just, let me just throw him a hallelujah to help him out real quick, you know? Um, but it was a little bit of an adjustment, but I, I had to anchor myself in that, Hey, if God ordained it to be this way, mm -hmm. then I think that it's, it's, it's for a purpose. Amen. 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 Mm -hmm. So I'm ready to dive into week one hey. and week two of love is our logo. Let's go. So let's do this. Give us a recap of what week one and week two was like. Sure. I mean, it love is our logo really just birthed from that that thought and this this really happened in my heart a few years ago and it was just kind of like that seed you know it was you know hey this verse john chapter 13 just kept over and over god kept reminding me that he said those words the moment judas walked out and that to me was like wait there's something here in john chapter 13 verse 35 and so to recap week one and two it really stemmed from that place like hold on a moment jesus says that this is the way that you will know the world will know that you are my disciples and for whatever reason you know i was raised going to church i was you know I baptized at a very young age for whatever reason i never processed this that way mm -hmm. you know for me it's like man why are christians known for everything else but that mm -hmm. right we're known for our denominations mm -hmm. we're known for how much knowledge we have mm -hmm. we are known for our political affiliations but why is it that we are not known collectively as a whole we're known more for and i said this we're known more for the preferences that divide us mm -hmm. than the purpose that should That's unite right. us mm -hmm. yeah. right mm -hmm. yeah and so you ask christian hey you, you, I mean, uh, a Christian tells you that they're a Christian. The first thing that they ask you, well, what kind? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and there shall only be one. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it really birthed from that place that Jesus says, hey, he, Judas walks out the door. And he says, hey, this is how the world will know that you are my disciples. By the way you love one another. Not by how much knowledge you have. Not, much, not about how much... Um, of, of scriptures you can quote not how many years you've been serving God how many years you've been in the faith but how you how well do you love yeah. and I just I've devoted my life since then to say okay Jesus is saying 
that love should be our sign. Love should be our mark. Love mm -hmm. should be our logo. And I think we do a lot of talking, but not a lot of living. Right? Yeah. It says this is by the way we love one another. So it's evident in the quality of love that we have. So when I again, you don't need to see McDonald's and you, you just need to see the golden arches. Right. You, you just need to see the Nike check sign. And you know that that's Nike in the same way that mm -hmm. you see the love that people have and be like, yeah, those are Jesus followers. How do you know? Look at the way they love each other. Wow. Wow. That's it, you wow. know? And that covered week one and week two. Week one and week two. Well, well, week two was the face of love, which um, which only uh, further explains that uh, one of the things I say in in at the tail end of part one, mm -hmm. uh, the intro to love is our logo is having a radical acceptance of others. But that should lead you to having a radical acceptance of God's love for you. And most of us don't have a radical acceptance of God's love for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Now, people might say, well, this is who I am and I love myself. And it's, it's really a facade, right? It's a facade because what, we, what we're saying is that we've made, it's not that we have a radical acceptance of God's love for ourselves, is that we've made exceptions for ourselves, yes. right? And, and that's not really God's love, right? Because God's love, it, it loves you just as you are, but it loves yes. you so much it won't leave you there. Right. So it's a having a radical acceptance of God's love. And so uh, the face of um, of love mm -hmm. it was part two. And it was essentially Jesus um, looking at um, Mary and she looks at him and she corresponded with him as if he had not resurrected. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I just thought that that was a little uh, almost served as an illustration. How we interact with God sometimes as if he hasn't resurrected as if he hasn't in introduced the new covenant mm. and um, you know I, I used uh, Lisa as an example sometimes our facial expressions tell me something in it and, uh, and we <laughs> what's the face that we think God is looking at us with yeah right yeah. like That's is good. he looking at us with a with an angry face so you can't have a radical acceptance of God's love if you think that God's looking at you yeah based upon your performance, based upon what you've done. Right. Yeah. But when Mary looks at him, he had already resurrected. He had already completed. He had already said it was, a, it was finished. So his face is different. Right. And God looks at us with a face of love, with a yeah. welcoming face, with a receiving face. Yeah, I think that's um, something that, <clears throat> for me, who grew up in church as well, took me a very long time to understand. Um, just even that, just mm. on that alone, um, because I figured God loves me because I do A, B, C, and D, and then yeah. he'll love me. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I didn't understand. It wasn't until I had my grace encounter Ooh. years later. And when I'm talking yes. about years, I'm talking about years later, was that I understood, oh, wait, I don't need to hide this part of me. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he sees it, and he's still saying, hey, you're still mine, yes. and I still love you. Yes. And that's when I started realizing. And then from that point, I was able also to love others. Mm. And so see good. them the way Jesus sees them. So good. And when Holy Spirit started showing me that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm doing this all wrong. I've been doing it wrong for so many years. Um, and that just that's life changing. God, yes. you're you accepting God's radical love for you allows you to then radically love others, period. 
no matter what. Yeah. No matter how what form, shape they come, no matter how they come sideways, no matter how they come shaking their heads or their fingers or their, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it's when you understand that that it's like, oh, no, let me, let me, let me be like my father. Let me, let me see this. Let me see you the way he sees you. Mm. And that just changes everything. So good. Amen. Amen. Um, Ruben, I just want to ask you a question. Well, this is for everyone, but it was the, the next question that was follow up question I was going to ask, but you just went into it. And so have any of you lived with a different interpretation of God's love? Mm. And I, I think that was yeah. on the, you know, I know Maylene since she's 14 years old. Wow. So, yeah. So it's just a couple so, of years ago. Just a couple of years ago, yeah. Since she's <laughs> only <like> 21. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I've seen her, I've seen her process, I've seen her growth, and it's just been so amazing. Mm. Praise God. So, yeah. Ruben. So you want to, so if I lived with a different interpretation, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a question repeater. Oh, okay. I'll ask it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a question repeater. <laughs> Have any of you lived with a different interpretation of God's love? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's weird for me because essentially Christ, Christ Uncensored is the only true church that I was ever really a part of or grew up with. Um, like I was, ta I went to church, I visited churches, but I didn't have any real conversation about God or understanding about God until I really started coming to Kuhau. Uh, and so I say it's weird for me because yes, I did. And that's always been so odd because here I am at a church that has never, I've, I've never once heard Roe preach the wrath of God when I lost his son, it didn't even come up. <laughs> Um, Almost did. I mean, when his son lost me, um, <laughs> it came out. It came out. I came out right here. <laughs> uh, but you know, but I had this internal God hates me. Oh my God, I just oh, sinned. Wow. Yeah, yeah, God's gonna be yeah. so mad. How many times I would I would meet with Ro to confess a sin, like 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 he was a priest. And I was like, I need I need confession time, and I would be right. like, Pastor. You don't know what I did. I remember one time I messed up and I called him crying. You're, you're going to hate me. This, and I'm, mind you, I was like two weeks Christian. I <laughs> just came back from being an atheist. Just came back from being an atheist. And I'm like, you're going to, I failed you. I, I failed this. And, and just this, I'm a mess up. I'm a screw up yeah, yeah. in my sin. And no one taught that to me. No one. I mean, I, when I, when I try to, rash like try wow. to figure out speculate where it comes from i i think it's the culture mainstream christianity is that that's what people know yeah. when people find out i'm a christian they're like you're a pastor you have gauges you're you're a pastor <laughs> yeah, yeah and you have no rhythm like you know <laughs> no but there is this genuine oh, if i go to church i'm, I'm gonna burst into a ball of flames right. from people who've never so even not being into church, that's out there. That exists. It's kind of like what you said. Why is it that Christians are known for everything except love? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like, well, not I always felt like, I feel like Christian stereotypes shouldn't be those stereotypes. Like the, the stereotypes that would make me laugh is if we were compared to Canadians. And I know that sounds silly, but Canadians are known for being the nicest people. Like a Canadian will crash into your car. Uh, you'll crash into a Canadian and he'll buy you a new car <laughs> and all those things. And I'm like, yeah, that's what a Christian should be known for. Yeah. Yeah. Give, you know, you rob a Christian and they give you their shirt off their mm -hmm. back. Yeah. They're loving. They're so kind. A Christian will do anything short of sin just to have someone encounter Jesus. That's what they should be known for. And that's not what we're known for. And so it's, yeah, it's always been weird for me because I've had this and I still wrestle with it mm -hmm. five years in 
or six years in, whatever the number is. Um, and I still wrestle with these moments wow. of guilt and shame and wrath wow. and not this. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird for me that I can relate to May when she says that. Yeah. Because I didn't grow up in that church. Mm-hmm. Wow. And with my, and not even my mother was like that. My mother would, would actually talk about how she would leave churches like that because they were so legalistic. And so you got to do this or God's going to hate you and he's going to block you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I did. And it's it's always been weird for me that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I just say something to that? I mean, it it's so true because i mean and here's i think that why that happens because you know the scriptures say in romans it says that the wrath of god is revealed in us it's already revealed within us so there's something with internal within the human being that there that knows that within their condition they stand in a position of condemnation right so so it's not that we the you know jesus said i didn't come to condemn the world but to save the world he who believes in god will be saved but he who's not is condemned already there already is within us all this condemnation is already within us all this wrath of god it's already revealed not that it's going to be revealed not that we need to be revealing the wrath of god or sharing the wrath of god but it's already revealed within the human being and so in that we have guilt we have condemnation when adam and eve sinned it says they felt shame god did not project shame on them god did not project guilt it's already within the the context of sin so you don't need to go to a church to feel guilty. So good. So you experience good. it. And this is why people, wow. there are people, they can't deal with that guilt. Yeah. And so they turn to religion because they want to turn to God. Mm-hmm. And so it's, but, but that, that's why they're, they want to, they, that's why there's so many religions that people turn to because right. they want to get away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, even the turning to God is important mm-hmm. because if you turn to God by turning to a religion, then you're doing it because of you're turning away from guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. But if you're turning to God because you are compelled by his love, mm-hmm. then that has the ironclad guarantee right. of salvation. So good. It's, it's one of those things, too. It's also, I think, for our human nature, it's also tangible. Yeah. So you turn to those things because if you're taught in other religions, if you do good, 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 if you just yeah. continue to do, then you're able to erase your, you know, and for us, it's something tangible. It's like a to-do list. It's like a task yeah. list. And for us to understand or to grasp that we don't have to do anything. What? That's, that's hard. We don't have to do anything Uh in order, you know, it's one of those things that I'm trying to, because we're taught that way. It's something that I'm trying to even show my kids. Like you need to understand there's nothing that you have to do for me to love you. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's nothing that you have to do for me to want to be with you or, you know, just, Mm -hmm. just come. Just, just come and spend time with me. And that's something that I also, I'm trying to instill in the kids because I don't want them to translate that relationship with God, right? Because mm-hmm. mm. that's, that's the way I was in my, in my physical relationships too. Like my, you know, people, you know, always have to feel like I had to do something to kind of like yeah. be with them and stuff like that. And I would translate, I would project that yeah. onto wow. God. Yeah. Like I'm like, well, if I'm like this and I can see Reuben, then God clearly, you know, I, got, right. I have to even do more, right? Because yeah. he's holy and he's, wow. you know, and he's this, this, he's, he sits on his throne and, and all that stuff is true. But it's like, all he's asking of me is, Hey, just come. Just come. Wow. Just exactly. come. Wow. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to remove the mask off of God? Wow. It's mm. a good question. That is a good question. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, <who's gonna> <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, 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 Pastor. Pastor. You you preached you preached this. 
yeah. So, so you know, we can't visibly see God, and that term came from um, that the only mask that God wears is the one that we put on Him. Yes. So that's where that comes okay. from. That we cannot see God. Mm-hmm. We cannot. So the any any time we visualize how God looks at us, it's always a projected image. And so when I say in, in, in week two, hey, remove the mask that you've projected on him. And May was talking about it so well. It's like, hey, we project this mask that we've seen on people. And so because people have treated us this way, we see God treat us that. Because our parents have treated us. I mean, how many times have we heard people say, God pulled me by the ears? Yeah. Right? No, he didn't. Oh, Your parents did. Yeah. Oh, God smacked me up. You know, God let me have it today. Yeah, no, your parents did, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we projected that on God. And so God gets this rep now mm-hmm. that he's inherited by the projection of your experiences. So and so yeah. when I say remove the mask of God, allow God to be seen through through his word and through the complete and finished work of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Amen. You know? That was good, Pastor. Why'd you look at Lee when you said I was like, good, that was good. Don't ask anybody. Uh, Don't ask anybody else. For uh, for me, um, oh, I see what you were trying to do. Look, I was trying to save uh, you from the question, but I God answered. No, 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 Pastor Ruben. I got an answer, so now I'm like, ooh. Um, you know, for me, I think the process, I feel like God is easy. Mm. We're the ones who make it complicated. Yeah. So good. And so... It's even that, like, and even to what you said, right? It's the only mask God wears is the one we put. Mm -hmm. And so what does it mean to remove the mask? Well, it's I'm the one who put it there. And so what is it about me that's causing that? What is it about me that puts this mask on him? And I think it's it it takes that. What it means is it it takes searching myself. There's a a chapter in a book we've been reading, um, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And one of the chapters is to know yourself so that you may know God. Mm -hmm. And I think so many of us spend a lot of time trying to get to know God, but there's a block trying to get to know Mm. God and trying to take off the mask. But as Mm. many times as you try to take off the mask, it's still there Mm. because you don't know yourself and you, you hide those parts of you. Mm -hmm. You, you hide certain areas of your life. There's certain things we, Oh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about what happened to me. We don't talk about this thing, but that very thing could be why you see God as, the the this angry guy that's gonna uh, leave you mm. wow. because maybe something happened where someone left you in your yeah. childhood and yeah. that's how you relate. I know that I was able to connect my father not being there for me as to why I was able to not feel the need relate to God as my father because right. I didn't I never related to an earthly father. Mm. But it took connecting to that inside of myself to remove that from God. And so I think it means that removing our own masks and, mm-hmm. and knowing wow. ourselves. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I think it takes knowing yourself. Um, and and because you can try to take the mask off all you want, but it will come back mm-hmm. because Amen. in us, there's something yeah. deeper that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amen. No one got me tissues. No one got the <laughs> there was a, it's all the way over there. It's all the way. You ain't wearing makeup, baby. You know, <laughs> baby, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, we'll get into week three and four, awesome. where we talk about God's only commandment. 
and temptation of a lesser love wow Ooh. unpack that honey. recap uh recap. just uh, i'll do it for the quickly as possible for the sake of time um god's only command um just two points there is that i mean this is something that honestly i had to muster up the boldness <laughs> to share because i really don't want to offend people and i really don't want to um, um spark up any type of conflict mm -hmm. and i know that for a lot of people one of the things i said in the message was that our religious red flags go up you know like wait wait a minute it can't be it can't it can't only you're preaching <laughs> heresy right <laughs> and uh to not sound like a heretic sometimes you know I just keep some of these things to myself and but you know I mustered up the boldness to share with our church and our community in part three that God's essentially only given us a command mm -hmm. and in in that one command what I describe is that firstly that we try to separate God's command so they you know God has given us 613 laws he's given us 10 commandments mm -hmm. And many, many scholars believe that those 10 commandments are divided in, in two. And a set of commandments are for God and a set of commandments uh, that are for people. But it's essentially one and the same. It, you, you can't have a relationship with God or you can't grow spiritually without growing relationally. Mm -hmm. And much of our Christian faith has become our relationship with God that is absent from us growing emotionally and relationally with others. Yeah. And it's so important. Like, and not only important, it's it's essential. It cannot happen. You cannot say that my relationship with God is growing, yet my relationship with people is not. Right. You just can't. Yeah. And so we've God's only command is like, hey, you will fulfill the entire law if you follow God's only command. Mm -hmm. And um, what I shared with our with our church community is that. You could see scripture after scripture that what Jesus came to do was to transform not only our vertical relationship, but our horizontal relationship. And it wasn't two pieces of wood. It was one cross. Mm -hmm. And in that is the, the what I call the great amalgamation of humanity and divinity coming together. Mm -hmm. And God's only command, it fulfills the entire law. Um, but it's also the command that's written in our hearts, the law of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, for me, it's God's only command is that we would love God and love each other. Mm -hmm. And they're not two separate commands. Mm -mm. And I think the, the letters of John make that explicitly clear. Mm -hmm. The epistles of John make that explicitly clear that our relationship with God has to um, transfer into an overflow into our relationship with others so our only command is to love god and love each other and they are intertwined mm -hmm. with each other before you go into week four i would like to hear from ruben and maylene like what are your thoughts on that oh me oh. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah there's i just uh, listening and, and just thinking about it there is no way <sighs> you can love god and not love people yeah yeah I'm just saying like, it's just, there's just, you know, there's just no way. I mean, Jesus loved people. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I mean, like I think about, it, I'm like, he came for us. Yeah. 
Yes. Not because we were good looking. Yeah, yeah. Not because we had the new keto diet. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, because yeah. we, you know, like not because we, you know, mm-hmm. we drank our twenty thousand glasses of water <laughs> that I've been trying to do. Yay. No, he loved us. No matter what. Yeah. And he loved people, yeah. and um, that's it. I just there's just no way that I can fathom how, and it doesn't work. Mm. You can't not know God and not love those things those people that he loves yeah yeah you know what i mean like you can't like once you understand it it's like no there's just no uh, going around it yeah you can't be like well i love jesus but i don't know about you (laughs) (laughs) you know like i don't know about you but then i I, even for myself personally i'm like but who am i right who am i right like, if my father loves you, who am I to be like, well, no, you got that one wrong. Right. Because then I can say that about myself, too. Yeah. And I've done that, by the way. I've done that. Yeah. If anybody's heard my testimony, I've told the Lord, I'm no good for you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let me rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? And he didn't. I mean, I did my thing, and he <laughs> was still there. Yeah. You know? And it's so it's... Are you crying? <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I remember that season in your life. Yeah, and wow. it's it's like and his love and his grace were relentless. I mean, two step in the club, Holy Spirit. I can now say it was Holy Spirit who yeah. used to whisper in my ear, like, you do not belong here. Yeah. You know, so it's like it's one of those things where I'm like, Yeah, who am I? Like you love me. Yeah. And that wow. that has my you loving me has to overflow to others. Yeah. Because you love them just as much as you love me. Even though I like to think I'm a favorite. But <laughs> it is everywhere. But yeah, so yeah, I just, I don't see, right, I don't, it's intertwined. I don't see how it's two wow. separate things. Amen. Ruben? Uh, for, Ruben? For me, no, I, uh, to what you said, and, and I just, I just think that there's something about the love of God, even outside of, well, I should love this person because God loved me. There's something about the love of God that is empowering. Yes. Wow. It, the more that I saturate, you asked us a question for in community group the other day, and my answer, and I think it applies to this, the more that I saturate myself mm-hmm. in God's love, the less that this Christian walk becomes this dance that I have to memorize and I mm. put my left foot here and my so good. but it it so naturally good. just flows out of me yes. wow. and yeah. it's I love what you said you get that oops I did it again <laughs> <laughs> you get the El Britney Spears anointing oops I loved you again oops I yeah. forgave you again and li- it literally happens like that wow. because you just spend so much time with him and to what Rose said even about even Rose saying like mustering up the boldness it's crazy because so I, I, for those of you who may not know, I went to a Christian college and I went to the Christian college thinking like, well, it's been fun, but all this radical grace, Jesus loves you stuff, <laughs> the scholars are about to blow up for Rose, it's going to be weird. But these PhD dudes mm-hmm. with doctorate degrees are over wow. here. Ba- I would text them like, bro, I'm wasting my money here, bro, because <laughs> they're just teaching me stuff you already said. But these are guys with with a scholarly level like they don't read the bible tra- you read kjv niv they read the greek right. original <laughs> hebrew yeah, so the right. actual manuscripts and they yeah. would say like this yeah. was this was jewish tradition that there's 613 commandments but they would say hey if you can fulfill the 10 you fulfill the 613 and there's this progressive history where it goes from 613 to 10 to 2 to 1 yeah and wow. jesus brings the 2 
but then after Jesus, it becomes now one. And it becomes that if you love God, love people. So this isn't like, for those of you listening, this isn't Pastor Rose crazy. Right. You know, like, it's not Pastor Rose says he heard from God. No, this is back. Like, this is, yeah. like, at a scholarly level. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is what the Bible teaches. Um, and, and, it, and even... And even more so, I think sometimes we spend a lot of time on the commandments and all of those things. And I just think we don't realize that we're a whole new covenant of people. Yes. I'm, I'm not Jewish. So I'm a Gentile. And there's a whole Paul spends the entire New Testament trying to get this to people who are not Jew, through to people who are not Jewish. You don't have to fulfill all of the law. Yeah. You don't have to. I mean, the, ar- the, the issue there was circumcision, which wow. I imagine. Imagine that like. Now, nah, these dudes going to worship Jesus, snip, snip, <laughs> right? Like, that's the issue. And Paul spends all of Romans arguing, like, no, it's about more than yes. that. Yeah. It's about yeah. so much more mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. And somehow we've missed it. Yeah. And I thank you for being bold. And I just think it's crazy that he has to be bold, right? Like, uh, something that Paul put forth in the Bible centuries ago, somehow as a culture and as, as, right. a, as a human species, we've twisted it again. Yeah. To say no, you gotta follow yeah, all those yeah. ten commandments yeah. to get it right. No, love God, love, love people. people. Please trust me. Try to try to get past those two. See how that works. <laughs> 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 That's right. <laughs> Agree. Uh, it was always meant to bring us back to God. Right. Like it's always no. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know. And so the the uh, Romans says, I believe it's in Romans that it says that the law was there to shut us up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always meant to. Oh yeah, I can't. You know, I, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. You've arrived at the rightful conclusion. Right, right. And mm-hmm. so that's why we need the grace of God. That's mm-hmm. why we need his of love, his love for us, mm-hmm. because it's his love over spilling in our lives. Mm-hmm. That's going to touch other people's lives. Yeah. Your your life is not that deep and your well is not that filled with your love that it can overflow into the life of others. But when you get intoxicated with God's love. Mm-hmm. The well is deep as it can go, and it overflows as much as it can over the lives mm-hmm. of others. You spoke about uh, there's no longer a separation. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that part when you were talking about his grace and his truth. So if you can just elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, for, you know, for me, it's it's that it's that we've 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 done the. It's just me and you, God. Yeah. Talk, you know, yeah. it's just me and you, God. I yeah. I just, Lord, I love Jesus. <laughs> I love you, God, you know, and so I'm in my prayer closet every day and I'm speaking in tongues and I'm reading my word, but it's not reading me. It's not, I'm not allowing it to read me. So, you know, James talks about it. He says, don't just read the word, do what it says, right? Don't just look in the mirror and, and walk away from like you haven't. It. So it's no, it's we've separated it. We've separated. And so that's what we call a Pharisee. Like Mm -hmm. we have this appearance of godliness and spiritual superiority, Mm -hmm. but that's not spiritual maturity, you know? And so we've separated them like, Hey, my relationship with God, we put leaders in, we put leaders in position because they know scripture and because they can recite to you the 10 commandments, but they are completely compromised when it comes to relating to others. Mm -hmm. You know, and so with that, it's like, man, you can't like you can't separate the two. Right. Am I am I wrong here? But I feel like even when Paul writes about the qualities, the requirements to be a leader, I don't think he mentions being able to know the scriptures. (laughs) Everything is is he can't be a drunkard. He needs to be good to his family. It's all 
people intertwine. Yeah. yeah. It's all one of them is like, hey, you have to be willing to have people in your house. <laughs> like literally one of the requirements of, of being an elder. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 it's not to say that we don't need scriptural knowledge. I mean, I mean, before you were ordained as a pastor, mm-hmm. right? Um, Ruben went through four years of Bible college. Mm-hmm. And and um, people that want to be pastors, absolutely, you need to know the scriptures, but the scriptures also need to know you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's so important. It's, yeah. it's, it's not just knowing the word and the knowledge that's in the scriptures. It's, mm-hmm. it's knowing the application of the yeah. scriptures and who the scriptures point to. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen. Um, in week four, you spoke about the temptation of a lesser love, and I think that that was something that we can all relate to wow so if you can just give yeah so if you can either give us a recap or you guys want someone can give us a recap go for it um i'll just jump in on my response to it um i think the title kind of is self-explanatory right we're talking about loving one i just i'm gonna publicly say this i was not prepared for i thought we were just gonna talk about love being our logo (laughs) (laughs) hey while we're here rue we're gonna talk about all the stuff you've been filling your life with that is not that is a lesser love (laughs) and not real love i'm like i know i thought we were just gonna like yes we're gonna love people (laughs) but yeah i go through it all the time i mean i'm there recording with him and i'm just like trying to do everything I can to not be a distraction because I'm like, if you break down in front of him while we're recording, you can't come to the altar call till I press stop. (laughs) No, but honestly, like it immediately, you just realize that. And it's crazy because I think it ties in to the last message we preach, which is um, the only love that satisfies. But it's you realize how much you're willing to settle for. Mm. You know, you're willing to settle for the wow. thing that wow. is not what you want or what you desire, but is close enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the analogy that I have in my head is like close enough coffee. Like what you want is Dunkin', but Starbucks is around the corner yeah. and it's wow. open and you go and you wow. get that. And we all know at Kuhau, at least, we are not a Starbucks <laughs> church. Starbucks <laughs> is a lesser coffee. But that's that's it. And that's my whole life. Like, oh, th- there's a lesser love here. And then lesser you, and more expensive. Oh, Ooh, come on, somebody. <laughs> That applies to coffee and the real life. So you pay a bigger price for a lesser quality of... Wow. Uh, When when are we collecting the (laughs) offer? I think we did already. Uh, So, so yeah. And and he took it to places that were were beyond, like, what you would classify as, oh, that's a lesser love. I hear lesser love, and I would probably go... Or just relationships. Yeah. Who's, who's the latest person whose DMs have been sliding in? You know, let me stop. Um, but it's it's more. Th- no, no, Lisa. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, so it was other areas that you think will satisfy you that mm-hmm. don't, and that's what it is. God's love is greater. God's love is better. It's just, it's just exceptional, yeah. and yeah. and nothing, nothing can replace it. Mm-hmm. And so anytime you try, it's always just like. Where, where am I going here? Wow. And then, I'm sorry, I'll stop here. That's okay. <laughs> We're, right? God's only commandment, love God, love people. We're trying to love people when we're filled up on the lesser love. Mm. It's like putting Coca-Cola in your car and trying to drive somewhere. Like wow. you, I don't even think you could get anywhere. Maybe wow. you know, people. But, you know, like, it's not going to, It's because what does your car need? It, your car needs gasoline. Wow. And I think that's what we're doing. We're trying to then love people with this makeshift traqueteo love yeah. 
yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's difficult too because I think it's um, it's so it's like it's so bad, right? Because it's so much things that you have to unlearn. Because oh. that's also what I feel like some of us um have grown up on too. Like I'm gonna give you this little bit of this is this is what you're gonna get. Right, like, right. This is mm. and this is and then you're used passing to, down that lesson. Right, and then you're used to oh well, that's all I got, so I'm good now. Yeah. So this is the way you love sure. other people too. You know, um, I for one. I think about that with Jeremiah. Um, within our quarantine, Jeremiah hugs me about 20 times a day. Hey. He is a physical touch type of person. His wife, I don't know if she better figure it out because he definitely is a physical touch child. Um, but because he hasn't interacted with others, he's hugging me 20 times a day. Wow. And um, you're, you're physical touch, right? I now. am not physical touch. So... Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, um, it's just one of those things where, right, I'm not physical touch. So for me, it's, I've always gotten the, um, how do you, the, the, you stay there, I'll stay here, love, you know, yeah, like we yeah. don't need to interact, we don't really need to hug, we don't really, you know. So for him, I'm like, oh no, like I can't tell him no. I don't, I don't want that for him. I want him to feel the, the good love, the one that, yeah, hug me. Touch me, you know, like as much as I'm, I don't cringe anymore because I've been redeemed, but as Come much, <laughs> but as much, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, no, you need to know the fullness of this love. Yeah. You need to understand. Like, I don't want you to feel like you have to, you know, you have to yes. settle for the substitute, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and that's something that I think a lot of people that a lot of people um, deal with is just unlearning wow. the, the, uh, the value of what real love is i mean learning the value of what real love is and unlearning the substitute yeah you know and that makes people uncomfortable Amen. <laughs> yeah yeah um hun what's a lesser love that you have been tempted by you know i have to admit like i think that um i think i've rationalized unforgiveness mm. you know so there's always this level of forgiveness that is that'll tempt you that is not true forgiveness, mm -hmm. you know? And so I like, you know, I'll say like, you know, I like, I like my version of forgiveness. <laughs> it's great. You know? right? so, yeah. and, and that's the thing. Like we don't see, um, we don't see lesser love as a temptation. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in developing that message, I was going to call it the temptation not to love. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to call it. The temptation not to love. But Super. then I realized that, most of us are not there. Mm -hmm. Most of us are not at the hate stage. Mm -hmm. We're at the lesser love stage, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is just loving at what you said. Right. You know, the, the just enough mm -hmm, to get mm -hmm. me by kind of love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so for me, it's always rationalizing unforgiveness. And so though there's these moments in my life that I know that it should be complete forgiveness, not counting people's sins against them. There is this, hey, I'll forgive you. But that's strike one. Mm. And so we you start. I'm a note taker, <laughs> even in even in wrongdoings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so until the Lord redeemed me and washed me. <laughs> Amen. No, it's it's Amen. it's just in the I back know. of my mind. Just yeah. like. Mm -hmm. and, okay. it, and it feels good and it's comfortable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's comfortable. And there's to this there. there's mm -hmm. this, you know, like I have something on you. you right. You wronged me, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and so you walk kind of walk around with a chip on your shoulder you know like you've wronged me you owe me you know now you owe me something yeah. you know mm -hmm. or there's like a pride in 
you forgiving them. Like it's this, I'm better than you. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That's true. Psych psych major. It's true. It's true. It's like this, this, uh, you're not going to sucker me type of thing, you know, like, no, wait, oh wait, no, no, no. You know, uh, what is that? What's that phrase? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool yeah, me twice, yeah. shame on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of us live by that code. Yeah. yeah. Right? Woo. For, Jesus. For me, I was a number. Like, so I I realized, I thought I was good, honestly. I thought I got forgiveness <laughs> down pack. Um, like, I got this. But then I wrote a paper on, I, I don't ever take a class on forget, forgiveness. <laughs> unless you want to be ruined. I, wrote, I remember I wrote a paper. It was beautiful. It was eloquent, let me tell you. Yeah. And the response was, this is not what I'm looking for. This is a rationalized mm. thesis. Wow. And almost comes off philosophical. I want your heart, essentially. Wow. I want, wow. and, I, and I was writing about how I forgave my father. And, and then <coughs> I'm like, professor, we need to talk. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you're talking about here. Uh, you, have you seen my average? <laughs> uh, mind you, the paper wasn't a graded paper, but still. Um, and she explained, she was like, well, I see a lot of justification. I see a lot of rationalizing of his behavior. And I see, and what everything she expressed to me was, what I realized I did my mm-hmm. whole life, mm-hmm. which was, it's a popular meme now. It is what it is. But that was my forgiveness. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. This person wronged me. It is what it is. And wow. I was numbing myself wow. to the pain. Suffice it to say, an hour later, I'm meeting my counselor because I'm having this whole breakdown. <laughs> there's this flood of emotion. And I'm wow. realizing, oh, I didn't forgive my father. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. I didn't. I, I justified and rationalized mm-hmm. and numbed myself to the pain. And so good. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And we, we think we're forgiving people. Oh, and we're not. And we're not. That's a mess. We're just masking it. We're a mess. <laughs> what, is it, what is it about God's love that makes it so mysterious? Hey, everybody. Uh, we had to put the pause button. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, we want to watch the whole thing. But I want you to tune in next week as we uncover part two of this after party and how God has blessed um, our church, our our ministers, our, our entire staff uh, with this series, Love is Our Logo. And maybe you heard something today that has just impacted you in such a way where you're saying, I, I need that love. I want to pray for you right now. If you're listening to me, uh, I want to pray for you. And so if that's you, would you just be willing to lift up your hand right there where you are? I'm going to count to three. Just lift up your hand. One, two, three. Right there where you are. Lift all hands lifted up. We thank you, Jesus. And I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And these prayers, it's not that they save anybody, but we believe that God is doing something in your heart and you're proclaiming it with your mouth. Your mouth. So repeat this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. I thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. I believe that you died for me and rose again on the third day. And from this day forth, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com slash give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.